previously on the Sick Invite Podcast. If you're dealing with a person that you know is reading your lips, that you know that you're doing that, they kind of over-exaggerate that they speak and something like that. I don't think I've ever encountered that, but I would be really entertained if I did. (laughs) You are now listening to the Sick Invite Podcast with Kayla Herb and Ricky Grimes. Hello, my name is Kayla Erb. And I'm Ricky Grimes. And this is The Sick Invite Podcast, a storytelling show about all ailments, big or small, chronic or temporary. The Sick Invite provides an inclusive space for you to share your story. What is wrong with you? Me? Um, I actually have an underactive thyroid. Interesting. Yeah, I went. I did no joke on this one. How are you today? Well, do you want to elaborate? Should we make this episode about you today? No, I, I would never want to make anything about me. We, we'll, we'll get to that on, on, another, on another episode, maybe. <laughs> How are you doing today? Uh, I'm good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> That's it? That's it out of you? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> on with No the complaints today. On with the program. <laughs> this show is brought to you by KaylaHerb.com, where knit blankets, custom quilts, private photography sessions, and other homemade items are available for purchase and custom order. Please subscribe to our show, comment, and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Sick Invite Podcast and tell your friends. We also have some merchandise available on the sickinvitepodcast.com, including our What's Wrong With You shirts, mugs, stickers, and buttons. We are now also on Patreon. For $3 a month, you can get access to early episodes, behind-the-scenes content, 10% off KaylaHerb.com, and much more. Okay, so Kayla, so um, producer Klaus writes in, and he writes to me, and he this is this almost seems like a promotional plug he's wrote here. He wrote, um, he uh, producer Klaus writes he's looking to start a Twitch channel. You ever see these Twitch channels where people like play video games and you watch them play video games on on the computer? You ever see those? No. Well, basically, people like play video games and you watch them, and then sometimes like you contribute money and you know something like that. I don't know. He seems to be looking for other revenue streams. But he says that he was looking for um, some advice from the listeners on what his gamer name should be, or his gamer tag is what they call it. So he has he has like a whole list. Of, these are all, all these sound terrible. It's like Klauszilla, Mary Klausmas. I guess it's like I don't know. And then he has like every Klaus you take. I mean, and all of these. He's like a list of like fifty. I'm not going to read all of these, right? He's got Mary Klausmas and not Santa Claus. <laughs> well, he's not a creative. He's a producer. And also, <laughs> why would he do something that's like? Christmas themed all year round. It doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to read all these. And then he also says Klausing the Night Away. I'm not even sure what that means. All right. I don't know. I, I don't think I can support him here. But if you're on, if you see Klaus on Twitch, uh, definitely report him. On today's show, we have a guest who is Ricky's cousin, which now that we're married, I guess makes him my cousin too. His name is Will Racanello. Today's theme is sleep apnea. So, Will, what's wrong with you? Oh, where to begin? No. <laughs> uh, a couple things, but uh, I have sleep apnea, I have high blood pressure, and uh, I guess if we went to a doctor, my BMI would be definitely on the overweight side. Um, but yeah, that's the main stuff. <laughs> BMI is interesting because I'm only like a point or two away from being considered overweight. It's not the <laughs> most, like, I think the most accurate scale. Like, it's it's a good general thing, but you can have a bodybuilder who is, uh, you know, very mess like dense with like muscle, and then they can be like considered like morbidly obese, even though yeah. obviously they're very healthy and very fit. So What's it's not really like the body most mass body index. Body mass index. It's yeah. based on your height and weight, and there's a so range. It's a very, it's a very, you know, it's like height, weight, and that's it. There's no other factors, factors in there. So it's, the numbers are not. Yeah, and the numbers are, are based on European bodies only. 
So oh, there you go. It's thing. Americans are not the same. <laughs> That's for uh, sure. Yeah, it, it, there's it's all these articles actually on BMI right now about how it's racist and oh. uh, didn't include, you know, because like a, a black woman or a Latino woman has a different body shape than your standard yeah. European woman. So oh, mm. a lot of them are considered to have a very high BMI when they're perfectly fine. Yeah, it seems like a very old, outdated system that they should probably really update, like with more factors than just height and weight. Because, you know, you can have a zillion different shapes and still be considered overweight when you're not. And it's, it's you know. Yeah. So let's uh, get into your issues. <laughs> you, yeah, you let's do uh, it. <laughs> sleep apnea. What is that exactly? Uh, so sleep apnea is when uh, while when you're about to fall asleep and when you are sleeping, the soft palate in the back of your throat kind of collapses because like, the muscles relax. And it definitely doesn't help when you have um, some weight around the, your neck and things like that because it kind of contracts everything in a little bit. So your soft palate collapses and that causes you to stop breathing while you're while you um, when you're sleeping. So you can like you'll be you can hear like my wife hears it all the time. Uh, if I'm not wearing my machine, which I'll talk about in a second, <laughs> the you'll hear silence and then like a choking like like that. Pretty much like my body saying you're not getting any oxygen right now and like waking you up to to breathe again and mm. if you don't wear your CPAP machine that'll happen like every like every couple minutes a night and when you don't breathe your heart stops as well so it's really bad if you don't you know if you like for a while if you for a long time undiagnosed or even just just don't take care of it you can have some real heart problems or real you know everything problems with that just you don't want to mess with it <laughs> yeah it's crazy. So how so does I, the machine help? The CPAP machine, I don't remember. I can't tell what CPAP stands for. I probably should have looked that up. But <laughs> um, it's it's a um, thing that goes around your... Well, I have a fancy one that like, goes under my nose. So it's not... Because sometimes they have a cup that goes on on the front of your nose that will just mm. kind of have a hose attached to it, like like more like a very hospital-looking thing. But I have one that kind of is smaller and goes under the nose and goes to the top of my head so the, the hose isn't coming out and sticking like out on, like on top of me. The hose is kind of going on the top, the top of my head and into the machine. And it just, it's a positive, it's a, a constant flow of air going in your nose. So then when you, like when you, so when you breathe in, um, you get air obviously, but when you breathe out, uh, it kind of continues the airflow through your, so keep like your, all your airways open. So like, when you stop breathing, you're like, it'll, that's when the soft palate kind of collapses. So this is like negative pressure inside your body always. So like to keep everything open and you're breathing and I'm a big uh, mouth breather. So like I barely breathe through my nose. So this kind of forces me to breathe through my nose even while I'm like not conscious of it because I'm sleeping, but it, it really helps to um, keep your airway open. So then you can get full you know breaths and your heart doesn't stop and your breathing doesn't stop during the night so now, is the mouth breathing part of this like do you have like a deviated septum or anything like that not that i know my dad does my brother does too i'm not sure if i have one i might have a little bit but i don't think so i think just i'm just always been a mouth breather i don't know if it's the septum or if it's my just everything <laughs> but then the, the um the uh, my mouth breathing but like i'll breathe through my nose with the machine on <clears throat> and then it just it helps so i used to not wear it as much i used because it's like you like really force yourself to wear it and get comfortable with sleeping at the oh, night sure, like yeah. i used to be i used to be a stomach a head on the side sleeper and i had yeah. to pretty much reteach myself to sleep on my back so i could wear this comfortably mm. um and then when you don't like i used to work overnights um like all the way overnight and also then come home and sleep during the day and not wear it so i was 
constantly exhausted because when you don't wear it and you're coughing and um and like choking yourself up every, so every couple of minutes you even though if you don't may not may not like wake up completely your body's not getting enough rest so you'll be during the day and it'll just like be at like three o'clock and you'll just like be like exhausted you know falling asleep watch tv you fall asleep constantly it's always just happened where i always would just fall asleep um midday or even while i was driving i used to get always so so tired when i was driving because um, I just wasn't getting enough sleep during the night, so I had to pretty much force myself to wear this mask every day. And now I've gotten com- I, I, like researched enough and got an, uh, a comfortable enough mask that it doesn't bother me. And then also um, just kind of a force myself, like, all right, I have to put it on. And the more you wear it, the more you get used to it, which is really mm-hmm. you need it because it's you feel like I literally I think two nights ago I just fell asleep without putting it on. And then I woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. And then I came back and I was like, oh, I got to put it on. And I fell asleep back sleep again and didn't wear it. And then the next day I felt like. I actually really felt the not, um, I felt tired because I wasn't wearing, I didn't wear it the night before. So you're like, it's really big to wear it and, you know, get comfortable with it. Cause if you don't get comfortable, you'll just, you'll just like, oh, I'll never, I'll, I'll wear it another time. It's tough. Yeah. That's a lot of work to just teach yourself how to do that. I'm supposed to sleep with a mouth guard cause I grind my teeth and I don't uh-huh. do it cause yeah. even in my sleep, I take it out. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, do you I find tried. that you do that? Before, um, before I tried, um, like before I went full CPAP machine, I tried um, like this a strap that's going to go around that goes around your head to kind of keep your mouth closed to just like force yourself to breathe through your nose. Because um, th- at first it was always just really loud snoring, like it was just like oh I have a snoring problem, so I tried like the snoring um, like aids, like the you know the, the nose pinchy thing, the the thing around your head to kind of just keep yourself from breathing through your uh, mouth. And none of that really worked because I would just like either pull it off while I was sleeping or it just wasn't, it wasn't stopping the sleep apnea because it was, it's not, it wasn't snoring with sleep apnea. Um, but yeah, just having the, the machine works. That's why it's, that's why it's really important. And I had to buy this fancy thing that, that cleans it every day. Cause if you don't clean out your tubing and the mat and like the nose piece, it can get, and it has like a water thing to get some humidity inside the, so you're not breathing dry air all night or th- it's throwing dry, dry air inside you. Um, there's a lot of stuff you have to buy to make it work well. Cause if I didn't have a cleaning machine, you need to like rinse out your hose every day, set it up to dry and all the stuff, right. which I used to do, which was a pain. But now this, uh, it's like uses activated oxygen, which is something. Yeah. Wonderful. What, what is it that it's actually, uh, like, what that goes in like is it oxygen or is it do you have to get no, like just, oxygen it's, it's, just, it's just air yeah it's not oh, a, it's okay. not like pure oxygen it's anything. just yeah it's just but it's just the it's like a it's like kind of like a, almost like an air pump where it's just it always is throwing air up your nose so oh, that when okay. you do when you do breathe out your soft palate stays open like the back oh. of your throat my doctor said i have a very uh, narrow throat anyway so because i should have had my tonsils out when i was a kid and my parents we didn't do it because they like oh if cause I had strep throat like f- a couple times in one winter, and then the doctor said okay. My pediatrician was like okay if he has strep throat one more time we should take his tonsils out. And I guess my body heard that and said okay I won't get strep throat again. <laughs> so I wish I would have gotten my tonsils out because I think I would have had a lot more more, more easy easy time now because it's just a lot a lot of stuff in the back of the throat. Well, is that an option as an adult? I don't know if adults it, get their tonsils. It is out. no, that you can. It's just a, when you're an adult, it's a very bloody, um, oh my, kind of thing because you'll have pretty much just like open scabs in the back of your throat, and it's like you just and it'll, it's just in your head. There's a lot of blood in your head, so you like bleed down your throat a lot until it healed. So it is it is doable, 
but it just emergency. seems like a real pain <laughs> to yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, how did they are... figure this out for you? Did you have to do like a sleeping study? Yeah, there's a, a sleep study you have to do. They used to do it where you had to go to like the hospital room and they'll set you up with a bunch of um, read things to like read all your vitals while you sleep in a hospital. Like, all right, put all this stuff on you and now sleep in not your bed. <laughs> so then no one probably enjoyed that. So now they do it where they send you this little box that has like, you know, inputs into it. You put something around your nose, you put something around your chest that'll measure your heart rate. And you pretty much have to plug that all in. You sleep in your own bed, and then you send them back to the machine. And they'll read the results, and it's pretty much just saying how um, how your how many like what your breathing is like during the night, and then how many like what your heart rate like during the night. And I mm. guess they just can see like they'll see like your your breathing just like stop for a little bit, then your heart beat a little, beat pretty fast, and then you you know probably woke yourself up. Uh, choked yourself awake and then you went back to normal and then you see it again you know the, the readings you'll see dip um and your heart rate f- go faster right. so wow did you realize that you were just not breathing at night <laughs> prior there's to some this? there's sometimes when you i will wake up like wake up and it's like my heart will just be rating going pretty fast even though it's just like laying there sleeping mm-hmm. so then sometimes you'll you like i choke myself awake if i'm not wearing it and then you'll feel like, you're like, like oof like you feel yourself really going fast and also it's you know i got I got high blood pressure, so I take pills every day for that. And then the weight also doesn't help. Um, and I have heart, you know, heart troubles on both sides of my family. So you know, because uh, I'm sure you know, Ricky Grandpa had two open heart surgeries. Oh sure. Back in the day, and then my dad's dad, my Gramps, died of a heart attack when he was maybe in his late 60s 70s i can't remember how old i was was, i was young so it was probably when i was like five or something he passed away Mm -hmm. from a heart attack and my dad had a heart attack uh five years ago probably almost five years ago it was on mother's day i remember that luckily it was a minor one so he's fine and now he's running like half marathons so yeah (laughs) but i'd rather get sorry go ahead go ahead you go (laughs) no i say i i want to get to a place where I want to lose weight and don't want to, and stuff like that. I don't want to have to have a, a minor heart attack to like be like, whoa, I should really do something. Yeah. Well, I know. Well, so, yeah. Go ahead. I go can ahead, interrupt Kayla. everybody. I'm oh. just saying, I think that, but I know that but all those things, I know that sleep is like a huge piece of all of that stuff. Yeah. It's, like well, it's the, like, you know, they say, yeah. you know, you work out, you eat well, but then if you all, and also sleep well, it's like all the, the three things right. you need to live and be healthy. And if one of those is interrupted, then you really, and that's also like, sometimes it's, it's out of your control. Like you can decide what you eat and whether it work out or not. But like, if you're not able to get a good night's sleep and have, you know, you don't want your heart working extra while you're just laying there. Right, right, so. right. Well, what I was going to ask is, what is the actual, like, you, the doctor that does the readings and makes, like, determination that you have this going on that does the readings? What kind of doctor is that? Do we, I, don't, do, I think it was just a regular, just a I don't regular, think I had, uh, I, I think it was just my regular doctor. and then Yeah, it was just my regular doctor, and then he, I guess, prescribed me to get a sleep study. Oh, okay. And then what, yeah, what is it like, that do people do the sleep studies? What is their like? Is that more of a heart and lung like breathing thing, or is that a honestly? I think it was just like thing? a separate company that would just or a lab that would send that sent me the sleep study. Uh, oh. It was yeah, this. I've had this machine for a, a long time now. It's been a while. And then the guy. And then I, once I got, you know, they said, yeah, you definitely have sleep apnea uh, from the readings. A guy came, I guess, from like a, a CPAP company, and he came to my right, house right, and pretty right, much right. like set up the machine and told me how to use it and um all this kind of stuff because there's also like there's settings on it but they're very hard to change i'd like really research to find out how to change the settings 
because sometimes you don't, you want it to kind of ramp up slowly the amount of pressure. Because if you mm-hmm. just turn it on, it's full blast, which I've had <laughs> happen before. It's really oh, hard my. to sleep. You need to have it kind of slowly ramp up to be you know a little pressure, and then at the end when you're sleeping, it's full normal you know pressure when that needs Once you're to keep asleep. everything open. Yeah, so then it's not as uh, obnoxious. But does I'm sorry, Kayla, I, I keep interrupting you. Uh, <laughs> does the before we lose it? Does the um, when you're feeling like when you when you wake yourself up when you when you aren't using the machine does it affect your do you notice it affecting like your dreams at all like is does it do you feel anything like that like is it are they do they connect in that way like you feel like it coming on or it's or does it create kind of like a panicky type of dream when you feel that type of thing or is that I don't think I've noticed <laughs> I don't think I've noticed <laughs> I don't think I've noticed if it's been like a panicky dream but I do feel like I've had more like crazy dreams when I'm not wearing my machine. I don't know. Right. I think so. It's been like it, sometimes I'll wake up and like, whoa, that was a wild dream. But last night I wore it all night and I had some crazy dreams about that. You know, you know the chef Manny Matheson, all the tattoos. No, no. <laughs> oh well, he's hilarious, and I had a whole dream about me and him cooking together. And that's <laughs> that but that was that, but that was with my with my machine. So you know, I think it's I don't know if it, it has any connection, but it's definitely not fun to wake up and like feel my heart racing fast and be right. like, oh geez. And then I, I'll, you know, my whole nightstand is covered with like the machine and the cleaning uh, machine for it. So I have like no space for anything nice, like a book or anything. Well, <laughs> having the dreams, machine. I think, means that you're having good sleep, right? Isn't that like part of your REM cycle or something? Yeah, um, but it's still, I don't, it's something like that where it's, but it's also like you're not just, well, just the way, even if you're not getting good sleep, it's also when you stop breathing and your heart's like yeah. doing extra and stuff, that's the, that's the bad part. The, the sleep part also doesn't help. Cause I was, when I was working the night shift and also not wearing my machine as much, um, I would be so exhausted all day. Like, you know, just constantly, like never like be like awake, like awake and be like, yeah, let's start the day. Like it was always, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Your so body's now, just not healing and repairing. Right. So now I'm much better off now that I wear it. And also I'm not working the full overnight anymore. Thank goodness. Yeah. So well, plus, even like just waking up from your heart racing, that stress alone on your body. Yeah, is not yeah good. it's definitely stressful. Not not just stressful, but just like feeling like oh, I gotta get, you know, I gotta get this under control. Yeah, but it, even so, your body thinks that there's stress going on because you're not breathing. Yeah, um, it's crazy. But the, with the sleep studies, I, don't, I I know they do a lot of stuff because I was having night terrors and I was gonna go see one, but I think they cover a lot of things from like bedwetting to yeah i'm sure anything like then while you're sleeping i'm sure yeah yeah so if anybody's listening and has seen a sleep specialist we want to hear more about that stuff too yeah um but we i was curious is this something that you've always had or did this kind of come on more in your adult life as you gained weight and developed more of these issues yeah. that you've been talking about it came yeah it came on more when i gained weight so, so it was like pretty much like senior high school or right after high school when i got i think my first car and that's when like from there on just weight has got gained i think just because i was able to hang with friends get drive get fast food drive throughs whenever i wanted to and also i think just my metabolism slowed down because i stopped playing i stopped swimming and i swam in high school i stopped swimming um and i played hockey all through middle you know through from like since i was eight years old until towards the end of uh high school so I think I stopped both of those things, and then I also was able to eat whenever I wanted with my friends. So right. I think all the combination, and also I'm sure my metabolism slowed down too. So it was like a combination of those things, three three things, um, just been gaining weight since then. And I've tried a bunch of stuff, and then the sleep, sleep amnesia came on, 
and then uh, high blood pressure too. So it was like, you know, I was like, I need to, it's all about, if, honestly, if I lost weight, I probably would have my blood pressure be lowered. And I may, even if I lost enough, I guess the sleep apnea could be gone if I, cause it's all about having like the, like the, I guess the more fat around your neck and everything like that. So if you, if I lost weight, then I think that also would help the uh, sleep apnea, which would help a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. So you're having trouble losing weight? Yeah, it's well. It's always been. It's been an up and down. Like I'll, I'll try really hard, and then it'll be like I'll, it'll. I just try to find something that like really works for me because I'll like not, I'll just give up. But it's like I'll maybe I'll set a goal too high for myself, and it'll just be like I'll go go in with a lot of gusto, and then you just kind of fizzle out because it's something you can't. Like I ju- I did juicing <laughs> a couple of years ago. And I drank uh, six juices a day for five days straight. That's it. Oh Nothing God. but juice. You and had I lost diarrhea the whole time. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. I, I absorbed it most of it. I don't think I had too much diarrhea. It was not too bad. At least I don't think so. Um, <laughs> not bad I enough. Remember, to I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember the diarrhea, so it couldn't have been that bad. Um, but I did it once where I made my own juices, which was fun, but also a pain because you had to clean the juicer out every day, and it was a real. Oh yeah. It's got so gross full of pulp. But then I ordered these like pre-made juices and they were good. But I lost like 10 pounds in like a week. But then it's all like fake water weight. So like as soon as I started like eating actual food again, it just went back on. So it's like not really. And you can't just like keep doing that because you'll just, it's too hard. Yeah. Now, do you get a lot of guidance in terms of your diet from your doctors or do they kind of just tell you to figure it out? I went to a doctor in Brooklyn. Now that I moved, I had to get a new doctor. But um, she pretty much said, like, you got to lose weight. I'm like, okay, I know that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then she prescribed me some, like, thing that's, like, for, like, uh, diabetics. But I'm not not diabetic. But they prescribed prescribed it to me to be kind of like a metabolism booster. I haven't really noticed any difference. I've taken, I've been taking it everyone's every day with my, with my high blood pressure pill, but I haven't noticed anything like it actually doing anything. I'm not sure if it's just like, Oh, it might help. It might not. Who knows? But it's been, uh, she didn't like, she was, um, I think Ukrainian or Russian. She was very to the point. She said, okay, what is wrong? I tell you how to fix it. And then we, and then you leave. <laughs> right there wasn't really there wasn't as much sit down and chat and like kind of like talk about things which i think i'll I'll have to search around for a new doctor locally where i can go and you know well for things like diet and weight and matching weight whether you're trying to gain or lose uh and just finding food that's right for you that requires a real sit down and figuring it out i went to i've looked up on uh, zocdoc i'm not sure if you guys ever use zocdoc Mm -hmm. before love zocdoc it's a great it's great it's a great app or website. Um, looked up a nutritionist. I'm like, I want to go and talk to somebody. Like maybe really set up like a plan and stick to it and have someone to like check in with and stuff like that. And I was in Manhattan and it was this woman who <laughs> I don't even know how to ex- describe what she was like because she was so full of herself. It was insane. <laughs> I think when I had like a preliminary like first time meeting up with her, she talked about herself for 25 of the 30 minutes I was in that appointment with her. She was like, I'm you know, I tell my, my, uh, my clients this and I get, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, she's all about herself. Like I asked, I think I answered like two questions and then she's like, Oh, I have this stuff online. And she's just, ah, it was so frustrating. And I went in and I was like, I don't think I said anything about myself or what I want to get out of this. She just chatted about herself the entire time. It was very frustrating. So I didn't go back to her obviously, 
But I, and I went then when I lived in Brooklyn, there was this personal trainer who was like two doors down. And the first time I went, I guess the trainer who was there didn't realize it was like my first time, like really working out in like a while, like working out hard. And I got really, really dizzy and I thought I was going to puke or pass out. And I ran into the bathroom and I puked at the gym. So that wasn't fun. No. Um, th- yeah. So, <laughs> and then I went, and then I went back and cause then I like, signed up for like a three, like a, a three session or a two session, like, um, like startup plan kind of thing. And then I went to the second time and then I really, I told, I told her everything that happened the time before. It was a different trainer. It wasn't the same woman. It was a different woman. And then I did the same, I went through the whole thing about how, what happened last time. And I was like, okay, this is what happened to me last time. Can we just not go as hard? Cause I just, I'm not, I'm not ready for that. My body is like, what the hell are you doing? So we went, it was still pretty hard, but it wasn't, she didn't, she gave me like time in between sets of things to breathe and do whatever I needed to do. To kind of just make sure I wasn't getting too dizzy. Cause like, you know, you, you do something crazy. You stand up and you're like, whoa, my, my head's a little spinny. Hold on. Give me a minute. Yeah. Um, so that was good. But then it was also like, it's, well, it was in Brooklyn. So it was also very expensive to do. It was like a right, right. hundred something dollars a session for like one half hour, 45 minute session. I'm like, I'm not made of money. <laughs> Yeah, and to, this stuff is for your health, that. like between yeah. the personal trainers and the nutritionists, and none of it's ever covered. So, like, I don't no, know how they expect you to yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's right. I think I think my nutritionist was covered by my insu- my health insurance. I think because oh, I was that's I, don't, good. I pay I just paid like the copay for like the thirty forty dollar copay for it, and that was it, which was nice because uh, I don't know. Yeah, because it's hard. I wanted to try to find somebody else. Maybe I like just someone. I and also went to someone that worked for Bloomberg where I work. Uh, and they had, like a, they had like a health person I would see every once in a while, but she was more like in. She was very nice, but she was it was just like in the office and was kind of like, oh, how are you doing? And how's your, you know, what's your? We didn't set up like a meal plan. It was more like, what are you eating? And stay away from this thing, stay away from that thing. And we cook like every. We have a meal plan. We set. We cook every single day. Some of them a little more decadent than others, but really we, you know, veggie, veggie uh, meat and you know whatever we got every day. So. I, I, when you were talking about the nutritionist that you saw who was like trying to sell herself as a product to you or whatever yeah, the heck was she terrible. was doing there, um, <laughs> yeah. she, oh, I, I saw a person, she was both a nutritionist and a dietitian. I don't know what the difference is, but it's something. Oh. Um, okay. And she specialized in eating disorders prior to seeing me. And she, I saw her because she was working at the gym that I was currently going to. So for the most part, she was helping people lose weight or gain muscle, whatever they wanted to do. And for the amount of people that she was seeing, it was so individual to each person and their goals. And just my first visit with her was 45 minutes of her asking so many questions about what food does to my body. Because I was seeing her to gain weight and I was eating only like bagels and crackers every day because everything made me sick. Um, But she... Need, it does that deep dive with every single person, and I'd refer her to you, but she moved to upstate. Oh. <laughs> so I don't mean to get your hopes up. <laughs> Damn it, it sounded great. <laughs> she, but yeah, somebody like her. Hell of a pitch from Kayla. Just <laughs> but um, looking for like when you're looking for reviews of people, especially on Zoctalk, because they're excellent with that kind of thing. That I found was what made her so successful with all of her people, and almost everybody got the results they were wanted, whether it was losing weight or gaining muscle um because like there's no one diet for every person i think that's why a lot of people fail with diets they'll see something on pinterest and goes oh that looks really easy for me to do 
but it's not targeted for their body whether you know taking into account like when you were living in brooklyn you probably did a lot more walking than you'd be doing now that you're out here on long island so taking into account that kind of stuff and what you can tolerate what you actually like eating what you have Mm. access to there's so many factors that go into a diet what'll be successful for each person oh crazy yeah because you know someone like yeah i was walking more in brooklyn but I didn't really see much like weight come off. Like my body just got used to the walking, I guess. I don't know. I didn't, it's kind of like been, I've kind of been hovering right under 300 pounds for like a year, two years now. So it's like my body is like, I guess hit an equilibrium, but it's not like a healthy place to be. I want to be lower, but getting down there has been tough where it's, you know, and I'll step on the scale and I'll, you know, do those things. But it's also, I don't really care about the scale number. It's more just like, I want to feel good and I want to like run around the backyard for like two minutes and not be like out of breath. Yeah, you know things like, like we want to walk up the stairs, a couple flights of stairs, and not be like, I gotta sit down. This is rough. Yeah, stuff like that. It's really you know. Sometimes weight isn't always what's causing that either, because there's some people like I don't know if, know if you guys saw the TikTok of Lizzo. Yeah, um, yeah. Talking about her weight, um, so a lot of people were giving her a hard time about her weight, saying she was unhealthy. But first of all, that woman runs and dances across the stage while singing yeah. and playing the flute. She's in shape. <laughs> She's the greatest. Way better shape than I am. And she showed her workout video and did like a talking overview of pretty much saying, mind your own business. I'm, yeah, my body's fine the way it is. So sometimes people will generalize, be like, oh, well, if you lose weight, that'll fix this. But it might not. You might lose the weight and then still have trouble with things that are going on in your body. Um, so I, but I know that you were saying like the, your neck weight. <laughs> Which I've never I guess, even which had I to don't think really about. Have, I, don't have a, I don't have a huge, like, I guess the beard hides the neck. But, um, yeah, well, you can, it's just it's just overall as well. Like, uh, you know, in my, like, shoulders or chest or anything like that, if any, like, any extra, pre- I guess, pressure on it would, or less pressure would help. Yeah. Um, in general, apnea. you just want to feel good and you're not feeling well right now. I feel, I, I've gotten to a place where, like, I, now that I'm not working the night shift, because the night shift was really, really, like, tearing my body apart and not getting enough sleep. But now I feel I'm in a better spot. I just want to, you know, because we're always talking about me and I'm having kids. And I'm like, I want to be able to run in the run around the backyard with our with our kids and not have to be like, Daddy needs a break. I can't. <laughs> He's tired as hell. Right. You yeah. know, so like that. Right. And also, I'm always seeing. Yeah, I always hear this thing where like you don't see any, you don't see many like 300 pound, 70 or 80 year olds. Like that doesn't exist really because by then, they're usually gone. And I don't want that to happen. So. Yeah, I yeah. mean, luckily- I think about the future stuff. Yeah, luckily you have a good uh, understanding of your family history, which a lot of people don't. Either they don't care to share it with people or they just don't have that relationship. So luckily you can kind of get a head start on that sort of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think that there's a difference? um, Like, have you received any stigma on your weight, do you think, like compared to how some women might? No, I'm uh, I'm sure it's not even close to so what some women get. I've probably, you know, <laughs> once this I've gotten comments here and there, but I'm I'm also a very I'm not very um, what's the word? Uh, I don't get like flustered as much about or like uh, subconscious very much. Mm-hmm. Like I will, you know, I take my shirt off and run down the street. I don't care. Like it doesn't. I don't I don't get bothered by stuff like that or having. Um, like I know I've like I, we go you know we have like the family beach days and I'll I'll see pictures and I'll be like definitely like one of the biggest people in our whole family, and I could see that with my own eyes and I'm not you know I don't 
I'm not in denial about it or anything like that, but so like that, so like that. Seeing pictures like that will make me a little upset for like five seconds, and then I'll be I'll get over it, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but one mm-hmm. time I was running in Manhattan to try to catch the a train from Penn, and some uh, my wife and her cousin were running ahead of me to try to catch the train, and I ran past this guy I think on Eighth Avenue, and he just said, "Hey, who wants some cocaine, fat boy?" Jeez. <laughs> One, he Lord. was asking. He was asking me if I wanted some cocaine, and then also he called me fat boy. So I was like, "Oh man!" I was more upset about the fat boy part than the cocaine part. So I was like, "Oh right. okay." It was. It's a hilarious story, but it's also like, "Oh man." <laughs> <laughs> not a great pitch. There. Not a great pitch as a salesperson either. You don't yeah. want to immediately insult. You know what? Customer. I do want some cocaine. <laughs> I was gonna so get the cocaine, but then you I insulted to, me. So no. Yeah, Good day, I need sir. to run. F- I need to run faster to catch this train. I might need a bump, you know. <laughs> but now you call me fat boy and I don't want any. That'll speed things up a bit. Yeah. Um, that's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird one. Um, I've but had besides that, ask that's me it. if I'm on cocaine because I'm so tiny. So I guess yeah, that is a thing. <laughs> my mom, it's happened to my mom, too. And, she, you know, she's been skinny her whole life just, just genetically wise. And mm-hmm. people used to be like, oh, my gosh, are you sick? Are you okay? Like, she used to get comments like that. She told me, which... I can't. Like it's either way. Either way, you do it. Either you're overweight or you're underweight. You can't. You can't catch a break. It's people are the worst. Right. Yeah, and for some reason, all people always feel like they have a right to comment on your body. Whether yeah, mind your own business. Yeah, it's mind crazy. your own business. Even like if they think they mean well, like you'll get a lot of like people, especially women, that when they lose weight, they'll get praised for it, but it's might not be a good reason why they're losing the weight. Yeah. Like they might be very sick and some people will be like, oh my God, you look amazing. You're like, thank you, but I'm currently dying. I feel <laughs> terrible, but it may look okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lot, but I, I think that there definitely is different judgments on men and women. Like men will oh, it's crazy. get here about the dad bod. Like everyone loves Leo DiCaprio's dad bod. Yeah. They, they get pretty <laughs> like, oh man, he looks so hot as a dad bod. But then if you had a, uh, an actress who put on some pounds after her not being in a couple of movies, they're like, oh, she's. She's off the deep end. Yeah, she's, like, did you, you know, see she's the given cellulite up. on her thighs? Yes, she just she gave had a baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, then you have the thing where after a woman has a baby and they're like, look at her bounce back. She's amazing. It's like, that. give her a second. She doesn't have to do it right away. My God. Yeah. Or, 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 or at, all. at all. Right, at all. She's got a child, Crazy. a human to take care of now. She's not worried about her body. <sighs> it's It's wild. Yeah, it's not fair. Definitely not fair. Men versus women, for sure. Mm-mm. So do you do you have any future plans for how you want to um, address your health? I know I know you came on to share your story, but you you kind of feel infer that you feel kind of stuck right now. That's I, I don't know. I feel stuck. I just kind of I know it's need to just get on a like get on a plan or on, on like a just a lifestyle, I guess, because it's not just like I do work out. I do you know I you know you you eat whatever. I think it's more just like changing the lifestyle because it's more just to, that's sustainable. We're finding something that works for me that would be something I could do every day or, you know, every day or whatever during the week that like doesn't feel like I'm working out kind of thing. Like where do you enjoy it or something like that? I just got to find something that will make me want to do it and then continue to do it and then see also see results. Cause I feel like I've done things. I'll see little results, but not a lot, I guess. And I just kind of, I don't know. It's something also like maybe a mental thing where I need to like maybe go talk to somebody to see like why I don't stick with things. Even when I do see them working, why I rather just, you know, relax and eat and watch movies and TV shows and things like that instead of. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love doing that? (laughs) Right. But I can still do those things. They're just also then doing 
you know, the other stuff to keep me, to keep myself healthy. Yeah. There is a big mental hurdle. It is changing your lifestyle for better or worse. So I, I think, you know, we encourage therapy to almost everybody <laughs> who comes on oh, I, I went to I went to therapy for a little bit, uh, and it was amazing. And I want to go back because just it's even if it's like nothing's like you know bad going on in my really I don't think anything bad going on in my life right now. Um, but it's just good to chat about anything. Like it's so mm-hmm. it's so great. Just to unload on somebody who can professionally yeah, who, handle it. <laughs> yeah, and, and someone who has like no um, like a third party, no one who's like it can't be like your mom or your dad or your brother sister they have like, they have a stake in your life so i think someone completely removed helps so much for sure and they they is just also help to organize your thoughts so even if you don't have anything that you consider major going on in your life like it's still like stress is stress whether you know you're grieving the loss of somebody or you just have to you had a bad day it yeah. still affects your body in a similar way so i don't want anyone to feel like they don't have problems big enough to go see a therapist yeah, you can go, even if you feel like you're totally good, you might talk about something from your, like, you know, what the way you were raised or whatever may be affecting you now you don't even realize. Mm-hmm. That sleep apnea stuff, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't know about, so I think that's that's really interesting. I think people are going to like hearing about that. Cause I think a lot of people have heard of it, and yeah. but they don't really know kind of what it entails or what it means, kind of. So I think a lot of people like either have it or like you've heard of somebody that has it or somebody might have it or something like that. Or people are kind of maybe there is people that ha- like may need it or like may need a machine, but they're like kind of scared because they don't know kind of what it right. entails. So I think this is this will be great for people if they're in, if they are something that they could be helpful to them, kind of get an understanding. Yeah, I think a lot of people also and things like that. A lot of people also just think sometimes like sleep apnea is just really bad snoring, and it's not what it is. <laughs> it's literally right, stopping. Right. It's the stopping of the breathing. It's it's much more than just the ah uh, uh, I got I snore real bad. Is that usually how people start looking into it? Like their significant others, like you're waking me up at night, and then <laughs> you yeah, look the, into that. Because sometimes, like if you if you before the stop breathing, when you if your um, soft palate is really like pretty close to closing or like being collapsed or whatever, it's only a thin, narrow like airway. So when you do, right. you know, you are breathing, it is probably really loud snoring because it's just like it's like it's a bunch of air trying to push through that little hole. Yeah, it's like and a, also like, like, a tr- like playing a trumpet or something. Yeah, it's yeah, like, pretty much. Yeah. And then I, I woke, I woke up in the middle of the night or in the in the early morning, and my uvula in the back of my throat will be swollen from flapping back and forth so much. Oh my god! It'll be it'll be swollen and like be like laying on my tongue, pretty much. And I, I drink like some cold water and things to kind of shrink it up a little bit just to get it back to normal because it's like and you like you pretty much like almost can swallow it because it's so swollen. Like not swallow, but like it'll go back to the back like the back of your throat because it's so hanging, really low. Well, I picture like. There, it was, must have been some cartoon that had that like showing. Yeah, like they're like, they're punching the, they're punching the uvula. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I also <laughs> but, wonder if like, there's I people hear that, that sound in my brain right now. I wonder if there's people that don't like. Obviously, like people like if you're in college or you have a roommate or if you have someone that you sleep in the same room with. Obviously, it's probably easier to figure that out than like if you just live alone or you or you stay by yourself. You may just think like, oh, I'm just not. I'm just not good at sleeping, or oh, I got a lot on my mind, or I'm just I got you know what I mean, like, and you kind of yeah, I'm sure it's pushing it off. Yeah, I'm sure it's so hard if someone doesn't hear that, like, it doesn't hear the stopping of breathing and like the hear the mm-hmm. like the the waking up, the choking to breathe. If you're not with anybody and you don't realize it yourself, it definitely would be definitely hard to to know. That'd be crazy. Right. Yeah, my mom used to yell when I when I lived at home. She used to like hear me through like the wall 
and that's why we got I got the sleep test done. Like from right, my so bedroom, if you... she was here through the wall, through two walls actually, because there's a bathroom between my bedroom and my parents' bedroom. Oh so through God. two walls, she'd hear me. It's that loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so. sorry, I don't mean to laugh. Um, no, it's no, it's it's, cool. it's it's crazy how loud it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's because it seems like such a silly thing but it's so serious so well we, it's important well yeah. it's a good thing that it is because then people that you're able to notice and then you can you know yeah you know so well that's what yeah, i, I want people to like get it looked at if you're not sleeping yeah my my, my father <laughs> my father-in-law just got a, a sleep test done she, he had it and then he had a surgery there, there are surgeries to like kind of like i guess scrape or like kind of not scrape but like maybe remove some of your back of your throat maybe it's tonsils maybe it's something like adenoids maybe something else Right. Um, so he had a, pr- a procedure done to do that like 10 plus years ago, I think. And now it's like kind of come back, I guess, like the sleep apnea has kind of like kind of come back. I guess maybe things gravity took over and did more, you know, their, right, right. your airway is a little. Sl- and so now he got a sleep test and he's asking me about machine related tips and tricks. So I had to bring him <laughs> into the fold and tell him how, how to make like first the biggest tip for anybody is just make yourself wear it, like force yourself every night to wear it right. or at least do your best to get comfortable with it because it's right now there but there's other procedures you can do to get i've seen this thing where like oh do you have sleep apnea get this thing installed it's like a thing that you'd put they'd surgically put in you on like next to your soft palate and then a wire would run down your arm or body or somewhere and you'd have like a like a little remote like a phone almost and you turn it on turn like with the receiver you turn it on and then i guess when you're going to go to sleep and then I guess maybe every couple, maybe like a half, every like 15 minutes or so, the thing that's that installed in the back of your throat will like kind of jolt and kind of like, I guess, tighten up the muscles that in your back of your throat, the soft palate to keep them like erect, not erect, whatever you want to call them. Like keep the airway, keep the <laughs> airway right. opening. Yeah. Keep the airway open. And I heard that. I'm like, that seems so aggressive to put like a wire yeah. through my body and shocking the back of my throat. It's like a tens unit in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like just to, just to tense up, just to tense up those muscles, so you're able to wow you know, sleep normally. But I don't know. I, that kind of freaked me out. Like it's like a having a wire it's run through like my body. Inserted, and, yeah. Yeah, and it shows batteries and stuff too. So it's like I don't want that in my body. Right. Do yeah, you and I know and I know you said that you don't really have a lot of issues with like uh, being embarrassed or anything like that. But do you when you talk to other people that have like you're just saying you were talking to your father-in-law that has like a similar issue and he's kind of asking you for advice or that kind of do you get any sort of like is that kind of make you feel a little bit like better if any about like the situation like that kind of thing like does it make it feel a little more like you're less alone and like it's not just you who's dealing with it and does, it, does that kind of help at all? Um, I know I don't know many people who have it, but I've seen commercials and I got that the thing I heard um I heard on the radio on the when I was getting driven into work one day that about that thing installing into your body I've heard that online so mm-hmm. I looked it up because I got immediately I was like oh what is this I looked it up and I was like oh I don't want to install it in my body but it's <laughs> I've heard about it enough I heard uh, enough people talk about it and I don't really feel I don't really feel alone because I know a lot of people have it mm-hmm. I don't know many, that many people personally but I definitely know it's out there pretty widespread because like everybody sleeps and right, then also, right, right. and also, people. There's a lot of, you know, a, lot, a good amount of people who are also a little overweight that could, you know, have trouble with this. The, you know, they kind of go hand in hand. You're like, the more weight you gain, the like the more just weight around your neck. So like, I don't feel alone by having it. It just it's just a pain in the ass. That's really all. Right, it is. right, right. Doesn't make it easy. Just doesn't to, make that part easier. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just a real pain to have to, you know, Literally, like it's, it's uncomfortable. Like when I when I go to sleep somewhere else that's not my house, I have to pack up or go on vacation. I have to pack up this machine, 
in like a little carrying case I have. Right. And hope the hope there's an outlet not too far from the bed, all that kind of stuff. Like, like and it's also like it's such a pain in the ass because I have a whole I have a whole setup on my uh, nightstand. So like, all right, I'm going to you know wherever I pack it all up and get it. You know, it's like another piece of luggage to bring when I went to um, Italy last year. I had to bring a whole bring in, you know another piece of luggage. Right. Stuff like that, just and I bought um I bought like a smaller one, I got a small cat, more ca- uh, travel size one. Um, it was expensive. <laughs> Those things, the machines are not cheap, and I try to keep my you know I about to try to learn because how it, the settings want to work. They look into it more because it's it's on that full blast as soon as I turn it on, so it's like almost impossible to sleep with it. Yeah. So right. I had to try to learn on that one to get it, so I can maybe have a smaller package. I have to go sh- um go to sleep somewhere else. Well, I'm glad you're talking about how annoying and inconveniencing it is because we talk about that a lot of with people with disabilities that even though they are accommodated it's still not the best thing and there's definitely it's room not convenient. for improvement yeah because um, it's a big it's a pretty big piece of equipment to, and like there's a water tank on it, the things i have to keep clean every day like it's there's a lot of not just like turn it on you're good it's a turn it on also get used to sleeping with it and also you know you have to use it to make it work it's not just a easy fix they have these little they have these little things they're they're developed i think on like indiegogo or um what's the other one the crowd GoFundMe or something gofundme yeah Yeah. they have this little like thing i just just would go on the nose it's like a little like it's like almost like a uh, nose plugs they have a little like extra on the outside they're supposed to have little like air pumps that you just put that in your nose and you can sleep on any position you want oh wow i think it's still i think it's I think it's still in testing. I don't know if there's enough like power to really get air where you need, like the amount, the amount of air you need to keep everything open. But right. if something like that came out that was able to, you know, be tested and have enough power, that would be amazing because it's like so much less equipment to deal with. Yeah, that's. What I was gonna say that like hopefully somebody who's listening, maybe we'll have like an engineer listening who will develop something. Yeah, just to it. make things easier, like like just the little thing in your nose would be so much easier than this giant machine that you got to lug around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, machine on my and then the the, ho- the hose coming out. It's a whole production. Yeah, and then something that you have to keep clean. You can't just like throw it in a little bag. Though I wonder, <laughs> you know, like you know, like most of the people that we speak to with different uh, medical accessories or capabilities that we've talked to already. It's like I wonder what it was like, like back in like you know, like the fifties and the sixties, when people had had this. I guess it was just like you that just was oh, that, that guy snores. That, don't yeah, that guy snores him. real loud. Yeah, basically you you can't get married because you snores too loud, essentially. Yeah. Well, that's the cartoon that I'm talking about. You just it's the little old man in his bed snoring. Yeah, really well, they well they sleep in the separate right. rooms. Yeah. Suck, he sucks all the stuff in the room and then just whoosh, like yeah, yeah. Thing. That, that's a real person. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was great. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing all this. I had no idea that you have to do this every night. Yeah, and then if I don't if I don't put it on right away, I start snoring loud, and then my wife will like hit me like, "Put your machine on." <laughs> I'm like, I, 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 well, "That's good." And then sometimes well, I'm, glad I'm like, I ha- "You have yeah. to keep you in shape that's, like that's that." Really Absolutely. Good. <laughs> she she keeps me on my things. We love her. Yeah, she's the best. <laughs> well, it's not. Well, I agree, hundred percent. But it's not totally selfless because it is also just going to be real loud if he doesn't put it on, right? That's I mean, not like she's it, it is a little bit. It's a, <laughs> it's a little bit. Yeah, she wants my. As well. she, she wants my heart to keep it. As well. <laughs> yeah, she wants my heart to continue beating correctly That's and right. then also sleep well. So. <laughs> That's right. It's That's a win-win. Right. <laughs>
All right. Well, this has been really great. Will, thanks for coming on and, and talking to us and, and telling us all about this. It's been really enlightening, and I hope that people uh, found it as, uh, as interesting as I did. Kayla, what do you think? Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you so much. You are very, very welcome. I'm glad I could talk about it and you know, tell some people about my stuff. Sick invite. Yeah. Yay. He said it. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> <laughs>